Hello, we're on. So it's just gone 12.30. And uh, John, you there? Yeah, James, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. You? Not bad. Mate, we've just got to see how we work with this... Um, got to see how we work with this uh, clubhouse. Yeah. See, see, see if anyone joins us. It might just be us sitting That's here it. talking to each other. I... Um, I just no, you're all, mate. I uh, put on the uh, the live stream on LinkedIn as well. So I normally do. To, I've been doing. Well, I did last week, and my plan was to keep doing it for a little while. Um, Twelve thirty on a Friday, okay. jump on live on LinkedIn. So I don't know if the audio is coming through on LinkedIn or not, but I've got the the stream going there too. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's it. That's it, mate. That's it. Well, uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year, mate. I, yeah. Uh, obviously, we've been chatting, but. Uh, I'm guessing uh, the year's been uh, a good start. It looked like you're uh, hitting some of your fitness goals, which is good. Yeah, yeah, getting going on on that. Um, the uh, the the old vitality. Are you, have you are you on vitality? Have you given it a go? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I did. Mine was mine was a bit tricky. Uh, so I still do it today, and then my missus does it, and there's a lot of uh, clients that that utilise it as well. But yeah. um, I actually I actually back surgery about 18 months ago so um, vitality didn't like me yeah vitality didn't like me sitting around in a, in a hospital bed too long <laughs> so uh but no it's a very very good program anything to encourage better health and well-being mm. i think is, is worth it and um you know it's a, it's, a, it's a good program um for people for, for many people so um yeah no good work man yes i um i got onto it uh like i clients on and I had a, a, a particular couple husband and wife they were like die hard they um they had it uh, one of them was involved in testing it uh, for um one of the health uh one of the health uh, private health insurance companies um he was involved in kind of testing it and and he was told by the the uh the private health insurance company that he was working for that they they gave it to all of their employees for a little while and and they were said they said to them uh, test it and see if you can break it before we roll it out to our our health insurance members, and and he loved it, and so he used to always rave about it whenever, whenever I had a meeting with him, whenever I caught up with him, and uh, yeah. So anyway, my insurance was up for renewal during the middle of the year, uh, just gone, and uh, and I switched it all across and got onto the program, and um, yeah, loving it. It's really good. Where uh, where are you at the moment? You home? Uh, uh, we're we're working. Yeah, we're working from home, so yeah. um, we're uh, being. Yeah, we're umming and ahhing if we go back to a permanent workspace, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it's a matter of, um, you know, do we stay at multiple locations and kind of change it up a little bit, which seems to be even the flavour for the month for a few people, mm. um, or, you know, do we have a fixed location? Um, it's something actually we're putting out to our clients. So we've done a little bit of a, we've got like a, a little uh, community group and oh, yeah. shot that out to the client, shot that out to the clients and said, you know, um, you know, what's your thoughts? And, and we're kind of collecting all that because in a post-COVID world, I think it's going to be very different for a lot of people. And and a lot of people are used to virtual. I know that you know it, it pains me that I need to go to the doctor sometimes to get a to get a script and, mm. and you know telehealth, which is so good. So we'll see how that rolls out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got you operating over multiple offices, are you? You don't just have the one down the road here. 
in uh, yeah, nah, nah. So at the moment we've got that. That's yeah. still kind of our. That's still our, our main office location. But yeah. long term, I don't know what that's going to ah, what okay. that's going to look like. Yeah. And I think uh, we've been we've been uh, joined by Brad. So Brad, yeah. welcome to welcome to Clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> it's our first it's our first crack at it. So please be nice. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully you get a little bit out of it. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of people have ch- chimed in on, uh, on on LinkedIn. Joyce Ong, uh, who uh, comments on a, on a bit of my stuff, she's like, got a case of FOMO. Should she get an iPhone so that uh, she can join the clubhouse? Joyce, we're, we're just uh, giving it a go for the first time. I've I've listened to a couple. I got onto one yesterday and um, Grant Cardone, you come, come across him. He was on there. Um, yep. he, he was on there and I think he, it was some... Um, pitch event the business is pitching these millionaires to uh, to get some investment but anyway i think um, i was listening to the same one mate so uh, oh. you know, big big uncle big big uncle jeff b10x um yeah. he's he's all over it so gary v's been uh, pushing it a fair bit but hmm. no listen i think it's i think it's a good platform you know to be totally honest with you um i can see it working in many different facets yeah. and, and even in financial advice um i think that being able to, um, you know, get people all in one room to have a chat um, and, and throw up questions is, is really good because um, hopefully we can answer a few. So, um, Joyce, with the whole uh, iPhone 12 thing, I don't know if I need to speak in, you go out by uh, oh. oh, you're there? Oh. And see if I that, mate, so uh, I can't keep up. <laughs> Um, yeah, Joyce. So the, the whole invites thing is uh, is a, is an interesting one. I Robert Tadros, um, who uh, uh, I've known for a little while, he invited me. I think I, I commented enough times on various LinkedIn posts saying, "Someone, can someone, please invite me." And Robert Tadros invited me. Uh, Joyce, if you if you get an iPhone, I'll invite you. But I don't know if you'd if you'd bother going to get an iPhone just for this app. Surely it'll come out on the, on Android and everything else shortly. Um, so what are we going to talk about, John? You want to? So yeah, well, I think I think I think, mate. You know, obviously, um, we're very much on, on on the social media front. I can obviously, you know, um, I've been following you for a while. Obviously, you see a lot of things that I do, and yeah. I've been starting to, you know, really capture um, a lot a larger audience and a much more uh, wider range of individuals than maybe that we traditionally just used to walk into our office. Yeah, um, you know, and I think that there's a I think there's a lot of people that are potentially scared out there to jump into working with a financial advisor. Yeah, and okay. obviously we, we look at, we, we both follow Ryan King um, from Three Kings as well. And mm. he's obviously very strong in, in his approach with this. But I'm finding that um, there's a bit of a disconnect between, um, how can I put it, a bit of a disconnect between maybe what a financial advisor really does and the value that the, that we can add. And, and I think also... Um, yeah, kind of the pain for what you get. Like, obviously, we're talking about a bit like an iPhone 12. You know, people are willing to go out and buy an iPhone 12 for that instant gratification. But, you know, working with an advisor to reach their goals is sometimes a big hurdle. Mm. Um, so maybe just touching base on maybe what you've found recently because I know that I've found that there's a little bit of a disconnect from the wider range of the public community about what we do, how we add value and why not. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think a lot of... And, and I'm sure you probably feel this feel the same. A lot of, and and this came up through the social channels in particular uh, over the last year with this you know kind of great big drop in share markets. A lot of 
Uh, I had a, quite a few people reach out to me to say, you know, markets have dropped. I want to take advantage of it and and um, kind of thinking that my only job was to tell people to buy BHP shares or Afterpay shares or, or, or whatever whatever it was. And so certainly the conversation would start there and that was that was the trigger point for someone to reach out. There's always a trigger point that something happens in someone's life. Um, uh, um, something happens in someone's life that that causes them to, to reach out, and for for a few people that that was it. Um, but then I'm sure you know, as as you know, we'll all have our own ways about doing it. But you kind of start to dig a little bit deeper, and it's all about this this whole idea about why are you doing whatever it is that you're doing, and um, you know, so, somewhere along the lines, um, uh, so someone someone posted about some, something to the order of you know, you, you don't just say, you know, someone says, oh, you're going on a holiday. You don't just say, oh, I'm, I'm getting a Qantas flight. So, okay, well, where's your Qantas flight going? Oh, no, I'm just getting a Qantas flight. And, and that's almost the mentality that you kind of find a lot of people tend to have to say, oh, you know, share market's dropped, I'm going to invest. But why? Actually, do you really need to? And what are you trying to achieve? Or or the, or the classic ones, the investment property. You know, I'm, I'm sure you probably, you've got, the, you've got the mortgage broking that you do as well. Um People come in and say, "I've I've got my house. I bought an investment property." So, okay, great. But like, why? What? Just not just because you you thought you had to. And so you spend a fair bit of time doing that whole why. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, I find I find that I find that um, a lot of people believe still that financial advisors are just product sellers and putting directly to the end solution. Yeah. And I think that you've hit the nail on the head about the whole why piece that. You know, people need to have a purpose for what they're doing. You know, when you talk about what happened through COVID, mm. you know, I was kind of pretty much a financial psychologist throughout the yeah. whole time. You know, yeah, true. Um, and you know, stopping. You know, when people say to me at a um, at a barbecue, "What's the two main things you do?" Well, it's you know, stop my clients from making silly decisions yeah, and trying to and one. trying to look around and trying to look around corners they can't see. And you know, I, I yeah, mate. You know, I think every nearly connection was, hey, I've got 10 grand, which stock do I put it in or, you know, do I jump on Bitcoin or whatever it is? And, you know, obviously we can't give advice, especially, you know, when we don't know these people's situations. But, Mm. you know, I think there's a lot of people out there more than ever due to these desperate times that are just trying to make a quick buck. And it probably, you know, if they really sat down and actually, you know, mapped it out with a a good financial advisor, they, they, they get so much further yes maybe over a, a long-term period but you know we're not trying to build wealth that lasts two days we're trying to build wealth that lasts you know a lifetime yeah. or beyond generations so, yeah generations so you know i think um you know there's there is a big disconnect about potentially what we do and you know i'm really trying to get on the front foot mm. you know especially on my socials to try and retrain a lot of the the the, 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 the public around you know uh we're here to you know like we said, you know, control the, the behaviours that uh, we're seeing being presented every day and, uh, and, and try and use our professional uh, knowledge and expertise to look around corners they can't see. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of clients that took, um, you know, took advantage of some of the, of the prices that presented themselves in, in March. But, you know, did we know that that was the bottom of the market? No, we were rebalancing their, we were rebalancing their portfolios because their equity position just dropped by 30% and yeah. they're over in cash, you know. We're sticking to a long-term asset allocation. But, you know, even now, mate, you know, markets are at nearly all-time highs if they're not already at all-time highs. And 
people are calling saying, hey, I want to dump my money in. You know, and when you ask the reason why, it's because Joe, Mary, Jack and Jill were making a ton of money out of it. You know, like, isn't that the whole thing about the guy, the Uber driver telling us about Bitcoin? Yeah. You know, it's... You know, yeah. So, so it's many sticking things. to long so, term. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the, the um, you know, we'll, you know, we'll all have, all of us in the industry will have some stories about, the, you know, kind of protecting from the, protecting people from themselves. And, and the last year has been a, been a big one. I'm sure you had a few phone calls through mm-hmm. March saying, oh, should I sell my shares? Should I do this? And, you know, there's one particular client called me a few times and my phone was, was running hot there through, through March. It quietened down, but, but running hot there through March, one particular client was terribly panicked and rightly so. Like you've got certain emotions, it, it is what it is. Um, but it's about kind of understanding them and then and then you know trying not to react in the short term. We had had a series of conversations over a couple of weeks, and the super fund was dropping and dropping, just with with, with markets. Um, and then and then I don't know, I don't know I don't know what it was, but he, he, the following week he, he called me and he said, "Oh, yeah, my friend said that I should do." I should be continuing to, you know, invest and try and buy more and keep my salary sacrifice going because he was wanting to turn off his salary sacrifice. And I'm like, I've been telling you this for weeks. I don't know what, what, why hearing it from your mate has, has made a difference. But anyway, it, it, it's what, it was the trigger point for him to turn the corner. Uh, and then, you know, we can look back, you know, m- months later into the future to say, you know, how, I guess, how, you know, how lucky, you know, like, like's probably not the right word, but, you know, um, uh, you know, how good was it that we didn't actually react like that? Kept the position, rebalanced, as you said, just kept going with the plan. Um, you know, the, these kind of things are going to happen. And, there was some- and, I, and I think, I think, you know, I, I hope that a lot of people, and even the people that are obviously live sitting on Clubhouse and 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 on LinkedIn, um, you know, having someone there to you know stick to the plan, take the emotion away. Um, yeah, how much, how much can you put a price on that? Yeah. You know, I think, you know, every day I'm stopping my clients from making silly decisions with their money, saving them potentially thousands upon thousands, accumulated that, compound that over a lifetime. You know, um, good advisors save clients thousands, if not millions of dollars of lost money if they, oh, I think they did it themselves. So, you know, I'm constantly speaking about how ways we can educate them. I think Russell Investments did a really, really good report around the value, around the value of an advisor and, you know, um, obviously internally, I think a lot of advisors get that, but you know, hopefully they're they're, they're pushing those out so some of the big bigger guys can really start pushing the value of advice. And it's it's not the advice of the nineteen nineties where it was just sell insurance and super accounts. You know, the new modern advisor is is one that's very much about the money mindset and the behaviours around money. And um, and I think it's invaluable to to the individuals. Um, I'd rather be spending. I think I'd rather be spending on a good financial advisor than on a Rolex or something. You know what I mean? I think, um, or an iPhone 12 on this comment. <laughs> there's someone. Uh, this is uh, the, the LinkedIn stream. The LinkedIn live is also streaming to, to Twitch, and there's someone's just left a comment to say, "If I was a billionaire, I'd be broke." Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, is, is um, Instagram's the big one for you? You've got got a, a fair few followers on there, and you're pretty active. Is is that the the big social media, bigger yeah, social media yeah. platform for you? It is. It is. It's, it's, I'm trying to connect to a lot of people on a personal level. Um, yeah. A lot of my clients are, are very much on a on a personal level. And um, don't get me wrong, for me, I, I'm on the other social platforms, but I 
find that Instagram is more my type of client, which is a ambitious individual who really wants to start living life on their terms. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. really, you know, don't get me wrong, I accommodate for a, a vast variety of different clientele, but, you know, those clientele that's within the, you know, 35, 40 age group, you know, couple of kids, life all over the place, you know what I mean? Life mm. in complexities. I want to be that Alfred in Batman, you know? So yeah. it's really around um, having, you know, when I talk about the Alfred in Batman analogy, it's like, um, you know, Batman can't beat all these villains if Alfred's not doing his job properly and really taking care of all the gadgets and gizmos and making sure that he's looking around the corners that Batman don't see. Yeah. yeah? So for me, Instagram's got a massive pool of that, um, yeah. which is, you know, let's talk about it. It's, it's female dominated. It's, it's sometimes the mums who are at home, yeah, with, with a couple of kids. Mm. And they really, um, and I, I've got to, and, and, and so for me, it's a matter of just, you know, fishing where the fishing at the ponds where you fish <laughs> up, you know. So um, that's, that's why I use Instagram a, a, a fair bit. But yeah. um, I also, you know, being a Facebook orientated platform, yeah, uh, I think that it's got, a lot of legs yeah, yeah in regards to um i think next generations as well i'll find the i find the millennials and the, the children of my clients as well mm. um really much more available on uh instagram so if you know james if you had to ask your friends and say how many people are on instagram actively or how many people are on linkedin actively yeah, yeah um yeah. In, in, in my circle of friends uh it's most likely instagram yeah, because LinkedIn, they, they might have one, but are they active on it? Mm. Well, you can see that. You can just see that with the views, like, you know, on the stories, how you can see the views. Yeah. And I'll put the same. I've got, you know, many, many, many thousands more connections on LinkedIn, but you put up um, uh, a story on the link on, on LinkedIn and I'm lucky if that got eight or nine views, but, you you know, yeah. put... Uh, um, put it up on on instagram and there's you know there's there's multiples of that that uh, that see it so yeah i guess it's just yeah. the, the right uh putting out the right content and and, and the right stuff in the right place where, where you're going to try and find those people that's it i've got a i've got a question for you i've got yeah. i've got asked this really really good one on instagram the other day and mm. um if someone came to you with the first step like the number one step to work towards financial freedom, yeah? Yeah. If you couldn't do anything else, it was the yeah. first step before anything. Yeah. What well, What do you reckon it would be? I'll give you my on it, but <laughs> what, do you, what would you say it would be? I think the very, very first thing is just having some understanding of where your money goes uh, mm -hmm. is the very is the very first thing uh, in certainly the first, first thing that we tend to work through. Um, some clients that will come in, they're, they're they're acing that and it's and it's not a worry and then there's others that are earning lots and lots of money but come in and have no idea where it's going and so understanding that first and i think i think that's fundamental in the foundations of then starting to move forward i'm not a big i i've dabbled in it and i'm interested to see your views in the um the whole like tracking every single dollar using you know zero and my prosperity and all of these other uh, apps and stuff that you can do it i did it personally for a while and just thought it was it was overkill uh, and instead have gone down the track of the whole separated bank accounts thing yeah. so, so money go uh, my pay and my wife's pay goes into one main bank account which is the offset to our home loan and then and then there's sub accounts off there that we spend from on a weekly basis so it's really only those weekly spending accounts um, well, well, but yeah what's you yours you 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 hit the nail on that 
mate. It's for me the foundation is knowing where your money goes. Yeah. The ins and outs. And I think I think the majority of people get that wrong. Yeah. Um, you, you can say to someone, do you know where your money goes? And they go, yeah, 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 we know. <laughs> and then when we do a forensic analysis of where their money goes, it's totally different. Yeah? yeah. And, you know, I think we're in a society where over years and years and years, we've had peace times, we've done well, you know, we've been, there's been a lot of prosperity in this country. And therefore, as incomes grow, the situation just actually gets worse. Yeah. yeah? So um, uh, this is not a foundation just for an 18 year old starting out. Yeah, well, I'm talking about this as a foundation step I, nearly for anyone that kind of comes to us. But, it's, it's, the, we, need, the, we need to nail this right. And I'm sure you probably see it. The, the, the more money someone earns, often the bigger the problem is because they've got a they've got a bigger mortgage, they've got a, a, a more expensive car lease, they're going to on more extravagant family holidays. And so, so it doesn't go away. Earning more money doesn't change things. Earning more money just means more of it gets spent. And the, so to a for a lot, for a lot of my kind of uh, my corporate type clients, a lot, a lot of my clients are office type workers. They're the, they're the ones that I kind of gel gel the best with, and uh, for, for the most part, they've worked through all of this. Their 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 incomes and things haven't been impacted, but for a lot of them, uh, in, in a roundabout way, it's been a good reset for them to say, look, all of this money's still kept coming in. I've still had a job. I've been working from home. I've still had a job, um, but I haven't been able to go to Bali two times a year or I haven't gone over to Europe for, for you know, for mm-hmm. summer and uh, uh, all of a sudden they're sitting there with a whole lot extra money and almost reassessing what mm-hmm. what they actually value spending that money on. Um, and even if you kind of take that that um, thought pattern to the older my re- retiree clients, probably two-thirds of the clients that I work with are either transitioning through are, are already fully retired. And, um, you know, even them, this is... It's been a bit of a wake up for for a lot of them, where they're starting to say, you know what, we've actually done heaps of the overseas holidays. That they, they'd gotten so much into the routine of come back from one overseas holiday or one cruise and then book the next one, and you know, all well and good, they could afford it, great, keep going. Um, but uh, but for a lot of them, they've actually turned around to me and said, you know what, James, we're well, we're not going, we we can't go overseas for the next little while anyway. And you know what, that might actually be the end of it for us. And we'll we'll potentially look to do something else with our money, you know, help our kids, pay for you know, grandkids' school fees, or, or whatever it might be. Um, but it's been a a reset for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think I think um, hard times teach people lessons. Um, yeah, my I, I grew up in a family where my grandparents pretty much kind of raised me, or not raised me as such, but like they were very. Uh, involved in my life, and they're, and they're post World War Two, coming mm. from Malta. You know, my grandfather tells me about jumping off ships to, you know, go dive for corned beef cans. You know, like, um, you know. So I think, you know, when we grab that, you know, and, and when we talk about prosperity and put that into finances, I'm not talking about that people need to live out of, you know, and have live out of baked bean cans and then corned beef. But you know, we need to have, you know. Uh, we need to have a value of this money that we earn. You know, these are hours and hours and hours upon work. You know, we need to be very um, uh, thankful for the prosperity in this country. Um, but, you know, it can go the other way. So I think understanding cash flow, you know, and then it goes into obviously emergency funds, making sure you've got backup and then, you know, pushing forward onto some other things. But, 
you know, I think uh, it's it, it's a problem, and and obviously, you know, our financial advisor can can help in, in many facets. But you know, it's it, it's interesting. I think the other one that I, I wanted to discuss because that obviously you can see that's the same pattern was just in just in you know 2021. There's there's a lot of uh, noise happening at the moment. You know, we've got um, yeah, like we talked about, we've got the stock market at record highs. You know, we've got property market going gang bust. We've got um, you know, Bitcoin at oh my god <laughs> levels, yeah. Um, and obviously there's this massive run out of cash, yeah. Let's 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 talk about this. Yeah. Um, I think I'm of the belief that I think people need to be wary and actually seek professional advice more than ever now. I think that the noise is at a at an extreme level, yeah. And um, you know. I think there's minefields everywhere. You know, even even for someone in the game. You know, are you tending to see that as well? Look, yeah, and I think that this you know, there's been a, with the whole lot of all of these, um, you know, uh, micro investing and fractional investing and all Robin Hoods and stuff of the world. Yeah. Um, there's been a whole. I think, and then I suspect probably a part of why we've seen markets recover to the extent that they have is there's been all of these first time investors pumping a whole lot of money into the markets. Yeah. And then they've just seen over the last six months they've made 30, 40, 50%. You know, they've bought, you know, Tesla shares and they've made eight, what, eight times their money or something on Tesla in six months or, you know, whatever extreme yeah. that, that's gone up. And then look back and think that's normal. I, th- I think there needs to be a almost a resetting and an education and maybe that's that that's on us to try and educate the public to say that what we've, this recovery that we've seen in the last six months is not you're not going to get returns like that every six months. You would see, yeah. typically see a run up, then some type of a fall off, then it goes up, then it falls off. Like that's just what markets do. They go up and down. Mm. Don't think that, you know, you just put your money on anything and you're going to make 15, 20, 30% in, in six months. Yeah, um, correct. This whole longer term, longer term mentality. So that's a bit of a worry. You, you've got these, there will be eventually, there'll be those last movies that have said, oh, all of my friends have made so much money out of, after pay whatever pick something uh and there'll be that last person in uh and uh, be, before something goes bust and something will inevitably go bust goes bust that it just always happens uh you just don't want to be that last person in so yeah something to be to be scared of to be worried about yeah I, I, yeah it, it's very it's very interesting and mm. i think you're right about this whole first time your first time investors and obviously you know what we we're talking about right at the start with you know, all these people coming on board um, and, and reaching out to me. Like, yeah, you know, they were all of the young age group, never invested before, you know, um, tried to explain to them the process and the methodology around, you know, why and all of those things. And, you know, there was people that didn't go ahead with with my services and I think I was, oh, I, I'm pretty sure I know what they did. You know, they probably just went and set up an account and, you know, tried to go invest and do what they needed to do and not listen to the process um but you know i I would have thought that COVID, uh maybe maybe the whole uh it being a v-shaped recovery in regards to the market didn't help anyone from a from a from a teaching them a proper lesson yeah Yeah? i think i think the gfc taught a lot of people a lot of lessons so you know for the people who missed the gfc um i don't think they know what being smashed apart like feels like and I think with all this government stimulus being pumped away it's just a matter of you know I don't know maybe I just feel bad for this this, this first time investor that you know when the next one comes yeah um, people will get you know, 
it's going to be a bloodbath. Mm. You know? Hey, John, I've got to run. Um, yep. This has been good. We should try and organise another one. And, uh, yeah, no, nah, all good. Get it up. All good. Le- Leah's joined us as well. She's been there for a little while. So thank you yeah. for, for jumping on, on, on Clubhouse and the few people that have been in and out on, on, on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I think we've got it working. We just need to promote it a bit more and work out how do we get a few more people to come in and, and listen to us chatting. <laughs> Sounds good, James. Sounds good, mate. Well, listen, have a great long weekend. Yeah. Uh, happy Australia Day to everyone and all the best. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, John. Cheers, mate. See you Bye. soon, mate. Bye. See you, mate. Bye. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am James Wrigley. Today is the audio I recorded from a clubhouse session uh, with friend and fellow financial advisor John Kachia. The um, clubhouse app is new to iPhone for anyone that's not on there. Give it a look. There's a whole lot of um, audio content on there. just people talking. You jump into their clubhouse and they talk about a range of different things. John and I had a chat about Money Matters, our first go at hosting a clubhouse room. Hope you enjoy.